Welcome to I Love This Thing So Fricking Much, a podcast about passion. My name is Sophie Katz, and today I am joined by Pana, a SCAD graduate and theme park designer. Welcome to the show, Pana. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So here's how this works. Pana will have three minutes to talk about something that he loves. This can be a person, place, thing, concept, activity, anything he wants. Our only requirement is that he loves it wholeheartedly and wants to tell us why. Are you ready, Pana? I'm ready. All right. Got my timer. Now, what do you love so freaking much? I love teaching people about food. So I actually come from a family of uh, restaurateurs. And uh, long before I did any sort of art and anything like that, I was I spent it uh, growing up in my my kitchen, my parents' restaurant kitchen. They opened up the first Thai restaurant in uh, Atlanta in the 70s. So that's where I spent my childhood. And I, I sort of deviated from that and went to art school and all these things. I was, when, when I finally graduated and uh, got an art job and everything, and um, eventually I got laid off. And so I didn't know what to do. And so I fell back on food. And so it's always been this sort of source of comfort for me, sort of like a uh, uh, like you know you run away from the thing that you uh, you know pains you the most. And in my case, it was computer animation and technology. So I chose the thing that was the most primal of things, which is the urge to eat. Um, the reason I love to teach people about it is because I always hear people say that like, oh, I can't cook or I can't do this, and then when they finally do their eyes light up and they can't believe that they actually did it. It's like the most rewarding thing. Um, and whether that be just like, you know, people, some people like, you know, I, I don't know how to make boxed cake or I don't know how to do, um, you know, make a hot dog correctly. Well, there's always a billion ways to make hot dogs and make cake and make things like that. The fact is you try, right. And you're creating something from literally a whole bunch of different things. Right. So, it makes us greater whole. Um, plus, in my family, and I think for most people, food brings people together. Um, and and I, I've never met anyone who just simply said, I hate food. Um, so I don't think that actually exists. Um, and, it, you know, it brings people together, it brings families together, it brings friends together over food. It's the greatest social attractant ever. So... That's what I love to do, you know? <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you for telling us about teaching people about food today. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I love how you've talked about the teaching as a way of like helping people learn and loving to see how they light up if they previously thought they couldn't. And it put that it put that line from, you know, Pixar's Ratatouille uh, in my head, that anyone can cook. Is it true yeah. that anyone can cook? Anyone can cook, right? There's, because there's a difference. There's a difference between like cooking and people always say like, you know, well, I can be a chef. Well, there's a difference between chefing and cooking, right? Cooking follows a recipe. Chef, being a chef, it requires like, a certain level of creativity to create. Mm. Um, I actually graduated from a culinary school um, and, and actually have a certification as a, as a chef. Um, but it shouldn't have to require that to make anything, you know, like it, and it doesn't, you can, your own curiosity can take you, you know, to boundless places. 
You make it sound like an adventure. It always is. So if you're a chef certified, uh, what is something that you've created? Well, um, I like to do uh, like sort of like a fusion cuisine. So I, I grew up with a, a very Thai family, uh, very classical Thai uh, cuisine. And so I love to take that and new ideas uh, and combine them together into something really sort of unique, right? You know, certain flavors that are very in- indicative of Thai foods like lime or fish sauce and stuff like that. Uh, but like combining them with like sort of more a Western feel, right? So mm-hmm. like you have like your uh, French and European and American cuisines and even like Caribbean and Florida, you know, we have our own sort of regional cuisines that can be inspired by different parts of the world as well. You talked before about how food brings people together, and this sounds like different people's foods coming together as well. Yeah, that's the wonderful thing about food is that, like, it never stops evolving. I mean, look at, like, you know, Louisiana. Louisiana is a prime example of, like, uh, influences from the Spanish, the Cajun French community, uh, African-American slaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a giant melting pot of food, and it's amazingly delicious. I mean, it's the most bold flavored American cuisine there it is. It's wonderful. It really is. Tell me a little more about what it was like to grow up with your family's restaurants. Um, you know, it's funny cuz like I can I at a very young age I could peel about 5 pounds of shrimp in about 10 minutes. Ooh. Um and uh I learned that uh being burnt was, you know, or being Touching the stove was painful. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you you know, you grow up with these things. And I grew up in a kitchen having family meal. Uh, we never, almost almost never ate at home in terms of dinner-wise. We would eat at the restaurant after it closed with all the other employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. But you know what? Again, it's another way of bringing folks together. So were your parents your first cooking teachers? Yes, uh, especially my mother. Um, my mother is known for her uh, pad thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, our family recipe is a well-guarded secret, though probably not as well-guarded as I would hope. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she taught me everything I know. Uh, and then, you know, to this day, I will still, I you know, I mimic her movements and everything in the kitchen when it comes to making Thai cuisine. And hers is still better than mine. <laughs> I think that's always the way it is with mother's cooking, though. It always is. Is there anything about how she taught you that you carry forward when you teach other people how to cook? Um, just be patient and learn to appreciate what it is you've made. You're never going to get from like one to ten without first going through two to nine. Mm. Um, you know, you have to sort of crawl before you learn to run, and so you have to learn to appreciate the crawl, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I can imagine that when someone starts cooking, they might you know, pick a big recipe book and see all the steps and go, oh my gosh, I don't know how to even start any of this. Like you do need to, you know, maybe learn which utensil to use or what different measurements mean before you can really dive into the deep end. Of course, and the, the wonderful thing about cooking is that like, you learn from experience. If you make a cake and you accidentally put in salt instead of sugar, trust Uh-oh. me, you learn pretty quick. Uh-oh. 
there anything that you don't like about teaching people about food? And if so, how do you handle that? You know, I think for me, mostly it's when people don't, they aren't adventurous and they don't want to break out of what is comfortable for them. Hmm. Um, You know, I know a handful of people who all they eat are chicken tenders and French fries and that's what they love, you know, but it should never be just that your curiosity and maybe it's the theme park designer and me coming out, but like (laughs) we should always have a curiosity as to what is out there, what in this world, you know, and how to, how to experience it the best way we can. So how do you encourage someone who knows exactly what they like to eat and what's simple to make? How do you encourage them to step out of that comfort zone? Well, you take little baby steps, like say like someone loves fried chicken, right? Mm-hmm. Every culture has their own version of fried chicken. That is you know? true. And try it, try it, give it like, you know, Korean twist or like, you know, uh, South American twist to it. Everyone's got their version of something. And from there, just use it as a, a, a leaping point for something that's like, you know, a little bit more different and a little bit more different. Next thing you know, uh, you'll be making uh, food from the Philippines or Austria or, you know, anywhere else you could possibly think of. Just step by step, you're taking them on a culinary trip around the world. That's it. And that's why it was, I have a group on Facebook that actually promotes that sort of thing. And um, it was very successful during the pandemic because I don't think, I think people had nowhere else to go. And so like by exploring the world through food by themselves, it was sort of a, a way to bring people together um, through what they've created, what they've learned. That's fantastic. Hannah, thank you so much for telling us about something you love today. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope it was enjoyable. Oh yeah, it's also making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about teaching people about food or our guest, Pana, you can find his social media information in the episode description. And don't forget to use the hashtag LoveThisThingCast to tell us about the things you love. I Love This Thing So Freaking Much is a production of Through the Window Media. This episode was directed by Sophie A. Katz and edited by Melissa Block. You can find us at Through the Window on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. That is T-H-R-O-U, The Window, at all those social media sites. Be good to yourself, be kind to each other, and you'll hear from us again soon.